Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to the Gentleman's Lounge. This is your home for all things fantasy football. I'm your host, the electric and rugged Bronson McNellis, coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, is my co-host, the man with legs that look like Tom Selleck, Mr. Stephen Casper. The only legs that can rival the Sean Connerys of my buddy Bronson McNellis, of course, but I'm here ready to go. You know, I feel like we need applause when we are introduced, Stephen. I, I, I feel like we need, like, an applause button or something to go with this show. You do need an applause. Well, you know, we could just have a whole bunch of callers call in and, uh, and all at the same time just, just clap for me. Hey, that works for me. This is where gentlemen spend their Tuesday night, so slap your wife on the bottom, put your kids to bed, bust out the old laptop. It's time to get down to business and talk some fantasy football. Uh, week two is in the book, Stephen. Uh, how did you do this week? I didn't do so hot. Well, I'll take that back. My team did well. I ended up being one of the highest scoring teams in my league. But, of course, my luck playing the uh, the next highest scoring team in my league, who, by all means, should not be in the top half of scoring. But that's the way fantasy football goes sometimes. And uh, and I'm 0-2 to start the season off. Not looking good to start off. I'm not, not too thrilled. Now, you, you talked about your luck for for the people who may be listening to this show for the first time. Just want to give them a brief, uh, just let's catch them up on the, the history. Let's just catch them up on the Casper curse. It's uh, something something that follows Steven around in this league um, that we play in. And it's it followed him around since what, uh, what, 09? Yeah, probably since around 2009. It's been hard to overcome, and I haven't really done it yet. However, uh, things things always look so promising, and you know, you I've done everything I can to overcome it. But at the end of the day, yeah, I'm I'm still sitting here 0 and 2, and some players that should be home runs have been complete duds thus far. And uh, I feel like that's just my luck. Personally, I think that uh, right about now, Todd Gurley and Sammy Watkins have spoken to lawyers, and they're planning on suing you um, for ruining their season this year. You know, I wouldn't blame them, although I would rather them just go out and quit being pansies and uh, and play through the pain of a of a foot injury. And uh, well, and Todd Gurley, I can't really blame him, and he shouldn't blame me. He should be blaming Jeff Fisher, Mister Seven and Nine himself. Because that offense looks atrocious. Even if Todd Gurley wanted to, he has no help whatsoever. You can't really blame him. He has to do everything himself. He's still getting plenty of touches, though, and I'm not giving up hope just yet. First of all, you can never blame a man with a mustache that looks that magical. Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> all right, so so um, 
Uh, she had a heartbreaking loss this week. Um, um, I want to jump over and, and uh, touch on a little daily fantasy sports real real quick. Uh, did you play any contests on DraftKings, FanDuel, anything like that? No, not me. What about you? I played I played a little. Um, didn't do many of the Thursday through Sunday contests. Uh, my main focus this week was the Sunday night to Monday night contests. I won I won some good money last week doing that, so I thought I would uh, try it again this week and um, didn't do so hot. The Monday night game really killed me with the uh, Bears and Eagles. I mean, like. Carson Wentz, for example, was my quarterback, and he did well. It just wasn't like a lot of touchdowns thrown by him. No. Uh, the, the, the thing about those leagues is, you know, obviously the the easy ones, you know, you go out there and you use the big points on the big on the big home run hitters that you know we're going to do well. It's all it all comes down to whether or not you get those those sleeper picks that come in and you know you buy them cheap, and they come in and somehow score a bunch of points. So who did you pick? As uh, as those guys that you just kind of had to fill a spot and hope they did well. Well, I mean, like uh, Wentz was uh, he wasn't picked by many people, and he actually he he did all right. So I had uh, I had Diggs as well, and he uh, he obviously did really well for me. Um, my goodness, I think I had Langford. Langford really killed me. Um, I I can't I can't remember the lineups position for position or anything, but. Uh, I ended up winning seven bucks. So I, I can't really complain. I live to play another week. Um, I'm gonna try and uh, gonna try and play a little more this week. Uh, what about you, Casper? Think you're gonna get any get in on any DraftKings or FanDuel this week? Oh yeah, definitely. I've uh, I've already been contemplating, you know, who I who I want to kind of target and the, the specific style of game I'm gonna play. I'm pretty cheap, so I'll probably start out with a buck or two to to see how things go. I was pretty lucky last year. I only played uh, DraftKings maybe four or five weeks out of the season. I kind of brought in, uh, came in middle of the season, and I ended up winning, I think, two or three of the weeks that I was in. I won uh, 50, 60 bucks each week. So yes. uh, apparently the, the Casper Curse has not – It doesn't follow you there. It doesn't follow me. Thank goodness. At least that one's for money, though. So. Um, I'll, I'll do what I have to. Yeah, I remember. I remember you calling me last year, telling me about a. I guess you were having a steak dinner f- with your wife that uh, the DraftKings paid for. That's right. I, uh, I I I thank you and everyone else that was in the DraftKings league with us that week for take uh, for for paying for me to take my wife out for a nice steak dinner at a <laughs> at a lovely family restaurant we could all enjoy Applebee's. <laughs> well, if you're like me. Uh, you could use a little help with your daily fantasy sports lineups. Uh, here to help you out is Lonnie Hines with Riverboats DFS Select. Welcome to the show, Lonnie. Hey, what's going on, guys? All right, so give us your Riverboats DFS Select. Let's hear the picks, the guys that we should be targeting this week. Okay, so this week I'm going to focus on DraftKings because I got sideswiped earlier in Georgia and didn't have time to look in, into FanDuel pricing. So we're going to look at DraftKings. Um, now everybody has a little bit of a different strategy uh, when they're, they're setting these lineups up. Um, a lot of people like to go after the high-end quarterback, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers. That's not my style. You can certainly win if you want to do that. Um, I've tried that before. I'm usually not successful. 
And I've also tried going the opposite route and taking the cheapest quarterbacks on the board, like, say, Dak Prescott um, or Josh McCown or someone like that, and that usually doesn't work out for me either. So what I like to do is go after those mid-tier quarterbacks. And so I've got three quarterbacks this week that I like. their pricing. i got Ryan Tannehill against the Cleveland Browns because anytime you play the Cleveland Browns, can you really go wrong? Yeah, you're going to put up some points. Uh-huh. And he's priced at $6,200 compared to the upper-tier guys at over $9,000. Um, Phillip Rivers versus the Colts. Again, if you go against the Colts' defense, can you really have a bad game? He I is like priced that. at $6,700. Hard to beat that. And then the, my favorite quarterback this year, I've, I've had him in all leagues. I've ran him in DraftKings and FanDuel both for the first two weeks. This Matthew Stafford, he had a bit of a down week last week, but I expect him to bounce back. He's playing Green Bay this week. Um, not one of the toughest defenses in the league, but not a cupcake either. But he's priced reasonably at $6,800 right there, so I think that's good value for him as well. Yeah. Now, Lonnie, I have a question for you. If you're talking about the the Indianapolis Colts defense and the Cleveland Browns defense, you uh, you followed the Colts pretty closely for for a pretty long time. So what makes what makes the defense now so bad compared to just a few years ago? Whenever they were actually pretty decent, how, how all of a sudden have they just gone down the toilet? Because you're right, the 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 Colts defense is just atrocious right now. I agree. Well, it's it started with the year Peyton Manning went down and the Colts went two and fourteen, and so. Jimmy Ursay decided it would be wise to fire his Hall of Fame general manager, Bill Polian, and hire a guy who had no experience whatsoever, Ryan Grigson. And then they hired Chuck Pagano, who is supposed to be a master defensive genius, and he has yet to show that in his um, four or five seasons coaching in Indianapolis. So it sounds like, just based on that alone, it. Anytime you can you can get a quarterback cheap in DraftKings if they're facing the uh, the Colts especially, or better yet, maybe that's one of those those uh, strategies where if you find a, um, even an upper tier quarterback like a, a Cam Newton or an Aaron Rodgers who's going up against the Colts defense, that's that might be one of the times where it's actually worth it to go out and spend the money uh, to get to get one of those guys for your DraftKings lineup. Would you agree? Oh uh, yeah, and and like I said, there's there's really you know no one right way to win at this. Uh, I mean, you can win several different ways. Just just look at the the entrance each week and see who wins first place, see who wins um, you know in a hundredth place. You know, totally different lineups. So there's there's more than one ways to more than one way to skin a cat, as the saying goes. But yeah, there are some weeks where it makes sense to pay up for the quarterback. You know, especially right now with the wide receiver situation, the first two weeks. Usually, I'm a guy who likes to go chalk at wide receiver. And for those of you who are not familiar with that DFS term, that's basically the proven guys like Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But the first two weeks, we're seeing mid-tier wide receivers being the best value, like Stephon Diggs, as you mentioned, Jarvis Landry, uh, Marvin Jones. Guys like that have really put up big numbers and have been a lot cheaper than those chalk wide receivers. Well, it doesn't hurt my feelings any because I've got Jarvis Landry and he's been looking pretty good for me in uh in our regular fantasy league. Even though I haven't won, he's one of the few bright spots. So I'll take it. 
Most certainly. And uh, just to, since we hit on wide receivers, uh, you know, give you some examples of pricing there this week. If you want to go for the high end um, top tier receivers, you know, you're going to pay $9,600 for Antonio Brown, who has averaged 21.9 points over the first two weeks on DraftKings. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has averaged the exact same point total, and he is $1,000 cheaper at 8600 uh, Mike Evans has averaged 20 points per game, and he's at 7,000, so he's a pretty good value. Uh, but then we mentioned Jarvis Landry. He's averaged 19.3 points per game. He's at 6,600. Willie Sneed, who has been one of the biggest surprises, is at 6,500. He has averaged higher than any of those guys I just mentioned at 25.8 points per game. Um, and then you've got Stephon Diggs, who is even higher than Snead at 28.2 points per game. He only cost $5,100 this week. Wow, it sounds like some of those guys definitely could uh, could help anybody out there win their, their DraftKings league. Something I'm curious about, and I think a lot of people out there, they they, they take it for granted and they, and they just assume that you know all their money has to be put towards these playmakers. Uh, would you agree or disagree? That uh, that you can more or less just plug and play any old defense because that's kind of the 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 thing that people a, a lot of times will wait until last to to fill their lineup on DraftKings with. But I've seen defenses score a lot of points on DraftKings and they're worth the money. So uh, is that one of those things where you look at the matchups? Uh, or do you just look at the the best defense typically throughout the league, or how do you go about defenses to give advice out there to the listeners? Yeah, you can pay up for defenses and kind of like the quarterback position. Some weeks it's better to do that than others, especially if you're getting value at, at wide receiver and running back. You know, Typically, I don't like to pay up for defenses because I usually – do not find myself as successful that way. Now, I did get the Panthers during week one uh, against Denver, um, and they, they were all right. They weren't as great as I was expecting them to be, but they still, you know, got me a decent night. Um, but normally, you know, I'm not going after the worst defense, but I try to find I try to find a defense like in that second from the bottom tier that I think is going to have the best matchup. You know, like I took I took the Ravens this week, which they were more of a mid-tier matchup because they were facing the Browns. And, you know, that didn't pan out so well, but who would have thought, you know, the Browns would have put up as many points as they did. No one was expecting well, that. you didn't so you're have, gonna have that? Everybody else had that, Lonnie. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you got to have weeks like that, you know, to where you just the unexpected happens. And, and like I always say, I've been playing DFS for three years, and I've never won money in week two. Uh, week two is the devil. It is the most unpredictable week of the NFL season when it comes to fantasy football. Well, hopefully as uh, as week three rolls around, it'll be better for everyone involved, including myself, not just in DraftKings, but in uh, in our regular fantasy league. Um, so, but I, I appreciate you answering my questions. Uh, Bronson, do you have any other questions for Lonnie? No, I'm, I'm good here. I was, uh, I was taking down some notes because uh, I've got to win some money, guys. I've got to pay some bills. You've got to listen to old Riverboat. Hey, I just want to thank Riverboat One. I always love that segment. Can't wait to try out those picks. Now, uh, everyone who knows me knows that I'm a loyal guy when it comes to fantasy football leagues. I've played in one league 
this season, I agreed to play in a standard league uh, with my friend Brad Beltram. Uh, right now, I'm doing pretty good. I'm at two and zero. I won week one with uh, via a tiebreaker, where you know it goes to the person that had most points on the bench, which was me. I won week two uh, by the score of seventy six to seventy one, and uh, I'm kind of loving that all my wins have been really cheap. And uh, uh, this week, I don't like my chances to continue that trend, Casper. Um, I'm playing the best team in the league. Um, just to kind of put this in perspective, while I was scoring 76 points, I think he scored 196 points. Wow. Um, I sent out some offers, um, but in this league, no one really answers, and everything gets declined. And and apparently the team that put up 196 is the only team that can make trades. Um so I'm, I'm I'm looking to uh, make some waiver wire additions, and uh, you know I've I've I went out and scouted out who I want to grab and everything. But Casper, uh, uh, why don't you put on your doctor's gown and help my team out and the teams of any of our listeners who are uh, playing the waiver wire this week, trying to improve their team? There's some guys that you should be targeting. Yeah, well, first and foremost, I look out in uh, out in San Diego, and you know they just lost Danny Woodhead for the season, which first of yeah. all doesn't help. <laughs> As the, uh, the token Raiders fan here on on the call on on the gentleman's lounge, I'm sure you're not loudly upset about that. So that's right. So uh, with losing Danny Woodhead, that's going to help Melvin Gordon get even more touches. First of all, but even more from that. Uh, I look at, you know, Denny Woodhead is a, if you're in a PPR league out there, Denny Woodhead is the the guy to have. Uh, he, he and Melvin Gordon both can produce points for you because of his PPR value. But still, those targets are going to go somewhere. And I look at a guy like Tyrell Williams, who's able to produce that, that, uh, that home run ball. I mean, Travis Benjamin has been a pleasant surprise for anybody who's, who owns him. Uh, and for any San Diego fans out there. But Tyrell Williams hasn't been any slouch, and I don't necessarily know if he's going to end up being um, as good as Travis Benjamin, but he's averaged around four to five catches over week one and two and a touchdown. Um, He's doing pretty decent. Uh, A lot of people are already hot on the waiver wire picking him up, and I would agree. Um, So if if he's available, if you're able to go out and, and nab him up and you uh you might not want to play him this week, um, but you could definitely hold on to him and see how he does. And you know, hey, he, if he does great, Philip Rivers loves to throw the ball out there. So, um, Tyrell Williams might be a guy to go pick up. Uh, who all um, have you been targeting? Hey, really quick, I went and looked at uh, Tyrell Williams. He's owned in forty three point five percent of leagues, forty three point five percent of ESPN leagues. So, I mean. You know, there's almost a 50-50 chance he's available in your league. So, yeah, if he's there, go grab him. Yeah. Um, another guy you could go after, there's there's two others, and I'll, I'll start with Victor Cruz. Um, you know, you, you've seen – Hold on, Hold on, on. i got to get my salsa dance going. All oh. right. Oh. Continue on. Victor Cruz, go out and pick him up. Uh, Victor Cruz has has come back from injury. He's looking pretty good. He, Eli Manning is showing that he is going to throw the ball. Even rookie Sterling Shepard had over 100 yards receiving. Um, 
Victor Cruz may not be the the salsa dancing guy that he once was, but uh, he still likes to get out there and, and shake it best he can and catch a few passes. He's looked pretty good. So hey, Victor uh, Cruz. Available. Victor Cruz owned in 42.3% of ESPN leagues last week. Put up in our league at least he put up 17.8 points and mm-hmm. uh, had four receptions, 91 yards. I mean, I think that's around uh, nine points in standard. So. Yeah, I mean this this guy definitely is a you know wide receiver three. I uh, can jump in at flex. I mean I like him. Sure. Yeah, without a doubt. And then the third guy I've got, which I think a lot of people are starting to catch him on, and and we'll see you know how, how's the how the season progresses for him as a rookie. Carson Wentz, obviously you picked him up in DraftKings. A fun fact for you, if I, if I remember reading this correctly, old Carson Wentz, the North Dakota State man himself. He uh, he is the very first rookie quarterback ever to uh, to start two games and uh, and win both games and not have a turnover. Um, there have been a handful of other rookie quarterbacks who have won their first two games as a rookie, but none of them have not had a turnover. Carson Wentz, the first one to not have a turnover, and he's he's been doing pretty well. There have been some times where they could have passed the ball. Um, and, and they definitely could have gotten even more production out of Carson Wentz, but Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles getting plenty of carries to just take some of the load off of off of the rookie. But I think they're starting to trust him more and more. And uh, and while he's not necessarily performing like an Aaron Rodgers yet, um, just because of that that schedule over in the NFC East, uh, he has a pretty good shot of uh, surprising some people. So. I'd go out there and maybe pick him up and stash him on your bench for a little bit. Uh, he's definitely um, a cheap bye week fill-in if you uh, if you don't want to go out there and worry about having a, a QB2 on your bench. Um, he, he could definitely fill that hole for you. Well, that's, that was uh, some good picks. Thank you, Dr. Casper, for making a house visit. Oh, I just um, had to scrub off the stethoscope. No, no problem. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's turn our attention here and talk about some of the biggest surprises um, two weeks into the fantasy football season. Um, I'll let you I'll let you kick it off and go first here. Well, I, your, I think it's what's the surprises. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be uh, Stefan digging in a a giant hole that's going to get him a lot of money and fill it all up if he keeps this up um, because there's no way the Minnesota Vikings should be throwing the ball the way they are, let alone um, having a, a receiver do as well as Stephon Diggs is. And, uh, and I mean, I, I honestly, I cannot remember the last time Stephon Diggs, uh, or better yet, I, I can't remember the last time any receiver um, had a legitimately good season with Sam Bradford as their quarterback all year long. I, I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. Um so I don't know if it's sustainable. Nonetheless, he has been a pleasant surprise, and uh, I mean he's been he's been doing well. Who's somebody for you? Well, for me, I want to talk about Eddie Lacy. P90X not working. He was the talk of he was the talk of the off season. Oh, he stopped eating cheeseburgers. He lost weight. He he is must own. Going to be a top five back. Can't tell you how many conversations I had about this guy in the in the before the season started. First two first two games completely forgettable. 
I mean, I think uh, I think in standard leagues, I think he had uh, let's see here, 14 attempts, 61 yards, no touchdowns uh, against Minnesota. 12 attempts, 50 yards, no touchdowns. That's around six and five points in uh, standard. I mean, give me a break. Um, so yeah, Eddie Lacy. He's uh, he's one of the biggest surprises to me. I did not see that coming. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating to see if you are an Eddie Lacy owner out there. You, uh, you you wonder what the heck's going on because, I mean, by no means was he a stud running back last year, but he was able to at least produce some points. In the first two weeks of this season, he, I mean, maybe he should have just kept the weight on and, and been a power back of some kind. Everyone, everyone should just realize, I think uh, – uh, I think Brad Beltram, when he came on uh, the show last time, uh, he'll be on a bit later. We'll have to check and make sure with him. I believe he dubbed him the uh, two-headed poop dragon. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he lived up to the name. He he is still the two-headed poop dragon. He's just uh, the P90X two-headed poop dragon. Well, uh, it's hard to argue with that. I've got another one for you. Uh, Fire how, about, how about LeGarrette Blunt? Um, the first two weeks... As a running back, it's hard to find running backs nowadays that consistently, A, put up a lot of points, and B, get a lot of touches. In the first two weeks, I can't remember a time where the Patriots consistently gave a running back more than 20 touches per game in several games in a row. And right. I don't know how long they're going to sustain this, but but old uh, Oregon Duck punching Garrett Blunt has gotten over 20 carries each game the last two games. And he looks pretty good. Hey, it's uh, a beautiful thing to see. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know how long they'll sustain it. I mean, you figure once Tom Brady comes back and once Rob Gronkowski comes back, sure, you know, that's going to be an air show like the Blue Angels. But um, but for now, LeGarrette Blunt is, is carrying a lot of that offense because you know now Jimmy Garoppolo is down. So it's a surprise, but it's a surprise that makes sense. So um, I mean, as of right now, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty surprised with Blunt. Um, but that being said, I don't know if uh, I don't know if he'll sustain it once once Brady and Gronk come back. You know, you've actually been giving out true surprises this season. I'm just kind of being uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, thanks for helping me out. You're you're as good as Christian here, Casper. <laughs> hey, anyway, I agree. I am a goodest Christian. <laughs> I, I anyways, anyways, my next pick um, is uh, uh, RG3. I, I'm, su- I'm surprised the guy didn't last longer than a game. I thought at least two games, right? But one, is he, is he trying to be the new Sam Bradford? I mean, Bradford came out the other night, and it was like the first play of the game, he gets hit and hurts his hand. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, geez. So he goes and gets an x-ray. I'm all propped up all comfortable on my couch eating some nachos thinking, ah, here we go again. How about you nut up and play like a man, you ninny? Well, it's hard to play like a man when your vagina's swollen, and that's exactly <laughs> what's going on with, uh, with, with RG3. So uh, I wouldn't expect to see him back anytime soon. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think he gets another chance in the NFL personally. But with that being said, that brings us to Players You Should Flush with Brad Beltram. Brad, are you there? Am I on? Yes. How's it going? Mr. Uh, we were, Prom Tom, we I was about to fall asleep listening to this fantasy 
talk data driven analysis. Listen, we're just talking about the two headed poop dragon. I did hear that. And speaking of which, I want to I want to explain kind of the inspiration that I had for uh, this segment that I want to do. Yeah. Uh, you know how when you're looking at your roster, um, it'll have a little picture and it'll have your name, and then sometimes it'll have an icon next to it, like, oh, there's there's a notepad, there's some important uh, news that you need to know about this player, or it'll have a, a question, a cue for a questionable or an out, a O for an out. You know right. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that uh, ESPN needs to look into adding a feature that puts a little poop emoji next to the guy that uh, you should not be playing on your What's roster. Them ESPN, I'll call them right now. They need to get Yeah, so guys you should flush, guys that should have a little poop emoji next to their name. Um, I wanted to kind of field uh, an entire roster. These are all guys that – now, we do play in a deep league, in a 16-team league, but these are all guys that are currently owned and in many cases currently being started in our league. Um, and they should not be. Um, The first one, we'll start at quarterback. We'll start right at the top is uh, Matthew Stafford. I think think it's obvious that when uh, you have a guy that's scoring 17 points uh, against the Tennessee Titans and you have guys on the waiver wire like Tyrod Taylor that could be starting for your team that Matthew Stafford uh, some, people put themselves, some people put themselves in a position where that's the only option they have, so I understand that. But uh, you know, he, he should not – he's not a top 16 quarterback in our league. He should not be starting. Um, you gotta, we might want to hit that waiver wire and pick up uh, Tyrod Taylor. Oh, I'm going to move on to running backs. Is, uh, um, this, is a, this is a guy that's a little bit of a surprise. Is highly sought after this uh, offseason, was involved in some trades, uh, and that would be Todd Gurley. Um, I think we can all agree having a terrible season. He's currently averaging nine points a game in our league. That's that's lower oh. than most defensive linemen in our league. Call it what it is. I mean, that's just you, you're not going to win any games with uh, with that guy in your starting lineup. He deserves probably three poop emojis next to his name. Mm-hmm. I got another running back for you that probably should not be starting, and then on top of that, he's got an injury to deal with, and that would be Amir Abdullah. <laughs> Um, another lion on this list, um, you know, the Lions came in with a lot of offensive uh, firepower and, and uh, promise, but it definitely did not materialize. It's looking like he's going to be going to third on the depth chart, so that's definitely not a guy that you want to be starting on your, uh, on your offense. We're, <laughs> we're going to move on to wide receivers. Let's see here. Who are some of these? I'm just kind of scrolling through our rosters right now. Uh, who are some wide receivers that you probably should? Oh, here's one, Sammy Watkins. <clears throat> I think we can all agree that, you know, I've heard some chatter in our leagues. You know, a lot of people message me about deals and potential deals, want to get my uh, feel for whether they should uh, say yes or say no. And I heard that um, Sammy Watkins and Todd Gurley together could not fetch the same trade price as Stephon Diggs alone. Um, that's uh, pretty big news considering where they were drafted um, that's a disappointment. We got another guy that's averaging less than 10 points a game, and he's dealing with an injury, so that's definitely a poop emoji there. <laughs> um, let's see here, another wide receiver. Oh, here's one. I mean, I think we all saw this coming, and yet still he always seems to be someone that people are relying on for fantasy production, and that's Randall Cobb. <laughs> uh, complete garbage. Has not had over 60 yards in either of his first two games. Has not had a touchdown in either of his first two games. 
when you have guys with upside and potential scoring, you know, in the mid-20s like Will Fuller and Corey Coleman, guys that uh, you could have maybe had in the draft and could have been building your franchise around, and then you still went back to that Randall Cobwell. That's never a good thing. <laughs> um, I got another one here. We'll move on to tight end, and that's Colby Fleener. <laughs> Colby Fleener had a ton of hype coming in this league, and it's just been a complete poop emoji. There's rumblings that him and Drew Brees are having issues at practice, that Colby Fleener doesn't understand the playbook. Uh, he's he's coming in at 3.6 points per game over the first two games which is well below Benjamin Watson's production in that same spot last year and barely above Benjamin Watson's production this year. Um, so definitely someone you don't want to be starting. Um, I'm going to go through just a couple of defensive guys. I don't want to do all the defensive guys, but I was scrolling through and I saw that this every once in a while you see a guy that's uh, rostered and you didn't even know that he was in the league. <clears throat> I have one here for you, some guy named A. Blake. You know who Blake Bronson? I have no idea who this person is. Who? Apparently he's a quarterback in the Titans. He's currently the 119th ranked cornerback uh, in our league. He's averaging 0.5 points a game. And he's, uh, he's on the Farragut Emperor's bench right now. Um, apparently he's a, a, a stash-and-play-later type of a player. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm thinking a stash-and-play-never. <laughs> <laughs> I got another guy for you. You, you were talking uh, earlier with Lonnie about what's happened to the Colts' defense. I think it uh, can most easily be said as the Colts' defense used to have players like uh, Dwight Freeney and uh, what was that, Robert Mathis, and now they have guys like Dequel, da- Dequel Jackson. Jackson currently in our league is averaging, another guy that's averaging under 10 points a game, has been started both games this season, has a combined total in two games of six tackles. Just for comparison, a guy by the name of C.O. Moore, who plays right next to him on that Colts defense, has 13 tackles in one game. So that's uh, definitely a guy. You don't want to be stuck with those guys. You want to get a little bit too old. You want to be like the Patriots. You want to cut a guy a year too soon, not a year too late. That's yep. definitely the with uh, Dequell Jackson. Um, I think that's about it. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing too many more guys here. Um, oh, here's one. Um, DeAndre Levy. Do you remember him? Tell us about him, Brad. Linebacker for the Lions. I think he used to be good, um, but right now he's currently the 114th ranked linebacker in our league, averaging 4.5 points per game. Uh, that's not going to get it done. Um, now, to, to Casper's credit, he's not starting, so um, he's just going to be a bi-week fill-in, I'm guessing. And then I wanted to round it out with a kicker. Uh, going with Mason my poopy mochi kicker of the week. Um, the Packers offense, you talked about Eddie Lacy earlier. We talked about Randall Cobb. Uh, the Packers offense just as a whole has been a little bit of a disappointment. Um, somebody in our league may have mortgaged their future for Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to go into who that might be. Um, but Mason Crosby, currently one of the lowest scoring kickers in our league, averaging 5.5 points a game. Um, I'm sure there's some better kickers on the waiver wire that you might want to swap him out with. So those are all guys that you should be flushing. In fact, it's so many might clog your toilet. <laughs> uh, thanks for those players you should flush, Brad. Always rich and and gives us gives us all something to think about. Um, Absolutely. That's gonna do it. That's gonna do it 
uh, for the Gentleman's Lounge this week. Uh, Stephen, do you have anything you want to say before we uh, wrap up the show? Stephen? I'm going to guess that's a no. So as always, don't settle for a cupcake when you can build a dynasty. Peace out, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.